Hi, I'm Mary Ann Bohr with Hims, and I'm with Jeff Needham, Principal Healthcare Solutions at MongoDB, and Levi Bailey, AVP, Cloud Architecture Healthcare Interoperability Services at Humana. Welcome, Jeff and Levi. Thanks, Mary. Now, today we're going to talk about FIRE and the future of healthcare at Humana. Uh, FIRE, of course, being fast healthcare interoperability resources. And this, I think, sounds very interesting, why you don't need to rip and replace your legacy systems. Now, these first questions are for Levi. Levi, in our last podcast, we talked about FIRE and modernizing legacy systems using an ODL or operational data layer approach. Now, we've heard that you've built a core data fabric in Humana. Can you tell us a little more about what that is? Yeah, sure, Marianne. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, I, I'm always happy to talk about what we've done to try to uh, really pursue and modernize uh, interoperability within healthcare. You know, I think every company, any large enterprise has to deal with the fact that, uh, you, you, you know, if you've been around for any length of time, you have a, a number of different technologies, uh, some very legacy that support your business. And those technologies are oftentimes responsible for some of your core data entry and gathering uh, that kind of run that the different aspects of your business. In addition, I mean, any large enterprise does a lot of acquisitions. And during that, oftentimes you end up with multiple platforms that uh, host some of the similar data for different lines of business or different areas within your, within your company. When we attack this problem, we recognize the fact that to really modernize our entire platform in a very short amount of time uh, to something that would uh, be kind of a centralized platform that could handle interoperability was not possible to do really at the core platform level or, or within your kind of core systems. We, we focused on an approach of really liberating and democratizing data around the company uh, in order to facilitate our interoperability goals. The way we did that was building what you mentioned, a core data fabric. And, and, and really the basis of that is uh, the ability to both stream and provide data pipelining to take data from their systems of record or sources of truth and make those generally available to be able to support other needs. Um, now, in order to do that, one of our premise uh, to really being able to do that in an, uh, a way that would, that would scale and support our needs was to really take a cloud-first approach. So one of the pr uh, design principles behind the core data fabric is that it's cloud-native. We looked at saying, well, what are the delivery mechanisms by which data would be consumed for interoperability? And that really kind of focuses around having an API-first kind of methodology for, for integration. Uh, if you look at APIs by nature, and in particular, the FHIR standard, you'll see that it is really based upon a RESTful protocol, right? And, and, and that protocol um, kind of deals with a set of predefined resources. Uh, resources by nature um, kind of fit the document model. So when we, when we looked at, okay, how do we store and make this data really ready for consumption and to support, you know, uh, uh, the dynamic need that would happen whenever you start making things generally available to third parties, providers, uh, third party companies that are starting up and, and even consumer, consumer based applications. Um, it had to be something that could serve data very fast. So uh, within that, that's where we leverage technologies like Mongo or NoSQL data stores to really model out 
that the data that we're pulling from those core platforms with this kind of ODL layer to store it in a more standardized format that is um, kind of ready for consumption for, for these interoperable APIs. Now, we, we use kind of a two-tier approach here. We really optimize the data. So we're bringing that in via the, the CDF um, in multiple data pipelines. And then we're taking, you know, I mentioned before how oftentimes as you kind of expand and grow, you end up with multiple core operating platforms that kind of serve your business needs. If you take things like claims data and clinical data, it's not just one place that data comes from. It actually comes from multiple places, but you're actually serving it up into a single set of resources. So what we do is within that, that ODL or that uh, core data fabric, we bring those pipelines together and we kind of take that data and we stage it in these resources that we can then store in NoSQL data source like Mongo so that they can, they can meet the velocity needs that we have for that data. And then we also partner and we have um, you know, um, a solution that fits with the Fire standard kind of based around a Fire server. And that currently is in Azure. Uh, with the Azure Fire Services, and that basically loads the data from that Mongo store and makes it available to meet the interoperability standards that we have uh, in healthcare today. What were some of the key challenges, Levi, that you faced in both designing and implementing that core data fabric and also the Fire standard? Yeah, I, I think I've mentioned some of them previously kind of in describing what we're doing. Um, really, it is around the fact that the data isn't just from one place, right? It comes from a, a number of different disparate systems, different technology stacks. And how do you easily integrate those without requiring those core systems to spend quite a bit of time and effort modernizing? Um, now, it's not that you wouldn't want to modernize them. I think you have to at some point, you know, to continue to, to drive your business forward. But when you're trying to kind of work through these interim architectures and able, enable these new types of interactions and services for your consumers and your, your partners, um, you really have to figure out how to accelerate. And that, that's what we were able to do. But one of those challenges towards that acceleration is how do I easily integrate with all those different sources? And then how do I make sure that we're keeping them in sync? Because now I'm not reading directly from a system of record. I am streaming that data, staging it, and then trying to keep that up to date with like kind of like a CDC or um, kind of near real-time interaction. Um, and, and that has its own set of challenges that you have to overcome. Is it solvable? Absolutely. I think, I think we've done a good job in doing that, but it requires you to really start adopting some new technology stacks, uh, things like Mongo, things like uh, Kafka, um, really cloud-based technologies. And, and we use a number of uh, data pipelining technologies like stream sets and um, data proc, uh, Spark, things like that, that allow us to do uh, kind of create that near real-time integration. But it is, you know, a challenge both from a skill set perspective because you have to really modernize your your teaming to be able to uh, have resources that are very familiar with those types of technologies, and really a rethought around how you build solutions. Because if you're going to the cloud uh, and and trying to build these types of capabilities, it's a lot different than the approaches we often use in our data center because we now have more availability to scalable resourcing. So you kind of rethink the way you design your solutions. Uh, so, so some of that up, team upskilling is a challenge. And then also just interacting with all those core platforms, I think are a challenge. There was a second part to your question. If you wouldn't re mind reminding me, what was the um, second part to that question? Sure. It was uh, the challenges in implementing the FIRE standard. One of, one of the challenges you have there is really in 
in harmonizing those different set of data sources that are coming from all those different core platforms into those standardized fire resources. But there's a lot of business discovery that had to happen there, uh, working with business partners to, you know, if I'm looking at a pharmacy claim versus a medical claim versus a, you know, whatever mm -hmm. else or from one platform to another, really making sure that you're aligning the right data to the right standard element across all those different source platforms, right? You, 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 you've got to create that harmonized view. So I think that's one of, was one of the challenges. Now, as far as supporting the basic fire standard and the way that it's um, described within, within the, um, the standard documents, that's where we partner with, um, you know, like Azure Fire Server or Google uh, Healthcare APIs that kind of help you support the different intricacies of the standard around how you can search conformance statements, all of those types of things. So um, leveraging that technology and then feeding it our data, managing that, that data store, that, that's one of the other things that kind of came up as we looked at it. You really have to be able to support, support incremental uh, data, data capture and data change for those fire standards. Because uh, if you look at the way fire stores work, uh, truncation or removing lots of data from them is a very slow task. It does not mm -hmm. work well. So you, you can't, you can't just like do full reloads all the time. Like, Oh, I'm just going to do a snapshot and then reload the next day with the, the new information that that doesn't really work well. Uh, you, you have to be able to support that incremental change kind of uh, interaction. So that was another thing that we had to really work through with every, every data set and with, with the way we handle the, the uh, operational data layer to be able to support that uh, incremental or kind of change data capture uh, solution when working with our fire servers. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that kind of dovetails right into our next question in, uh, for Levi. In the last podcast, Jeff mentioned that fire can be an accelerator to refactoring legacy systems. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I think what it does for you is really helps you standardize around how you want to modernize your, your customer interactions, right? So if I'm talking about uh, um, uh, an accelerator towards modernizing those core platforms, it kind of gets you started on the right foot as far as how you might want to look at that standard resource and apply it within your business. Uh, I think if you look at insurance as a whole, every insurance company, obviously, there's a lot of similarities, right? Insurance is insurance. The way we we have to process financial transactions for claims that that there's a lot of similarity there. Um, but but as we really look at the industry and the kind of mandate to move from just an insurer uh, with elements of health, but really more to a health company with elements of insurance, uh, that that clinical information and all the things around it that Fire kind of uh, provides uh, and, and wants to to push the industry down. Um, really kind of is a guiding post towards how you're going to modernize your interactions with your members and, and then lead you towards, hey, how can I modernize my platform to work more with that uh, kind of data, data description, as opposed to what I may have internally in, in my local company uh, kind of syntax or view. Um, so I think, I think that's where you really see an opportunity um, is really creating those new types of interactions, which then uh, enforces that your, your kind of platform or core platform modernization would adhere to that so that it's uh, a kind of a seamless experience for a customer. That's great because, you know, uh, it's so important to have those seamless experiences so that patients don't feel like they're getting left out or that the system doesn't know who they are anymore. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the key to what we, especially at Humana, is part of our strategy. But I, I really think the industry as a whole is recognizing this is 
this is what's mandated. Um, and, and I think some of it is because it's kind of what we're used to, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We live in a Facebook world. We live in a um, an Instagram world, a social media world, right? Where everything is a personalized experience. Um, right. yeah, everything's kind of driven to you. There's analytics at play. They're trying to, trying to create that personalized experience for you. And that's what we kind of live with on a day-to-day basis. Even, even when we view TV anymore, right? You, you, you use streaming services, you use Netflix mm-hmm. uh, and they're making recommendations for you based upon your previous viewing. And, and it's all that personalized kind of interaction. Uh, I think that the consumer base mandates it. And then companies that don't adhere to that are going to get left behind. And I really think with even within the healthcare industry now, we, we would expect that of our healthcare. Why shouldn't we? I mean, and, and so I think that's where we're really going to. Right. And you bring up the uh, streaming services and that I think that's a big, uh, a big point there is that, you know, consumers, you know, are used to, uh, you know, Amazon knowing exactly what they want. And then they're not going to want to go to the doctor's office and have to tell the lab on the first floor who they are and tell the receptionist on the second floor who they are. So I think that's yeah. a really good point. Absolutely. Now, Levi, if you started to see benefits from this, either on the business or IT side or both, uh, could you share some benefits that you think are particularly compelling? Yeah, I mean, I, I think our approach, um, so, so interoperability benefits, I think we've had some really cool use cases with uh, where we've been able to create a much better, and really, I think the long-term benefits for for us is about retention. I mean, if I if I'm being honest, at some point you can't just compete on a market by lowering health, um, you know, premium cost, right? Uh, mm-hmm. At some point you hit a floor, and so you, that's not a differentiator. Uh, your differentiator is in the experiences that you create, and and the the um, creating really. I, I think we're in, in the viewpoint of that we have to create a, co- a connection with our with our customer, right? With with our members, we don't want them to be with us just because they're getting the lowest price. We want them to be with us because they get the best experience and service and outcomes. Um, that's really what drives value based care, right? That was the whole mm-hmm. mandate behind it. So I, I think for us that is really the end goal. And when we look at the ways we do that, we had some really uh, in exciting kind of use cases that we were able to um, enact by, you know, this approach. And one of them is with, uh, you know, kind of, we, we have to do the um, post uh, basically uh, send a, a care provider out to their home after they have a discharge. Uh, it's, it, you know, part of that kind of process. And one of the really frustrating parts to that for the, for our consumers and just even for the providers that were doing them is, is checking, going through the med adherence and kind of reviewing medications. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes you know, we work with elderly populations. So um, sometimes, and they've just come out of the hospital in, in most cases or in, in a, in after an event. So trying to walk through, you know, what medications are you taking? Let's make sure all this, that, that's not a great experience. And it's, it's difficult to get right uh, whenever mm-hmm. that's the scenario. So oftentimes the providers are kind of even searching to see what medications they can find and document those. And they have a snapshot. Most times they used to have a snapshot. We send them like a monthly snapshot of the people they wanted, but that's a stale data. So uh, things change, right? And especially right. after something like this, that data's changed. Uh, so one of the things we did with this type of solution is we, we directly integrated to where there was now real-time data integration 
And we maintain both through claims data as well as we have um, you know, self-reported data that we maintain around medications that have been prescribed or they are taking. And so this created this bi-directional communication between us and those uh, third-party providers that we were working with to where they could get up-to-the-date medication information about that member. And instead of starting the conversation like, okay, what are you taking now? Let me try to figure this out. It was more, okay, I see that you're taking this, 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 and this. Is that, you know, any concerns there? Is there, you know, or are you consistently taking this? Really drives to being able to get in front of and help drive med adherence. Uh, and, and when you look at any sort of chronic disease, that's the biggest indicator of whether, you know, it's something that will continue to be an issue or whether it will um, be resolved, right? Medication adherence, uh, as, something as, that to live with. I think you really hit on one of the key points about, you know, making this experience one that's, uh, you know, friendlier to the patient and also can, that's it really shows that interoperability is so important because, you know, if the, if the doctor knows what the pharmacy sent over, the Care and the health care provider knows what medication is supposed to be there. I can see where that would be a huge indicator to a much better outcome for that patient. Absolutely, that that's our belief, and I think we've seen a big success in it uh, so far in the initial implementation that we did there. Um, in addition to that, I mean, obviously, we all know. Uh, which was announced, I believe, at Helms a couple of years back about the interoperability standards or, or mm-hmm. requirements for Medic- Medicare. And I am proud to say our company is probably one of the only, if only, insurer that fully complied with that mandate within the time it was required. And it was all because of our approach, I believe. Um, so we, we really put a focus on it. Uh, we used the approach that we described earlier, and we were able to kind of fully commit to and enable that experience um, as an insurer. So I'm excited about the future of that. It's really opening up the door for third-party applications, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like things like uh, Apple Health and solutions like that to start consuming that data and create unique healthcare uh, experiences for people uh, that I think is only going to benefit the market as a whole. Okay, great. Now, Jeff, this next question is for you. Is MongoDB seeing this kind of approach really being embraced or adopted at your other healthcare clients? You know, actually, Marianne, what we're seeing, I think, uh, across other healthcare organizations in the world um, is this implementation of FHIR. Some, some folks are choosing to open, you know, implement open EHR. Some folks in, in, in Europe that aren't mandated to use FHIR are implementing FHIR. Um, but there's no one way that we're really seeing um, them implement these solutions. And I think what this really speaks to is that when it comes to something like, um, you know, like value-based healthcare, where, where the data is so central to helping drive better outcomes for patients and populations that the technology, whether it be legacy or brand new, uh, can sort of help or hinder us. You know, it's a, it's a path out of the woods, um, but there's a fork in the road and there's a fork in the road in every few hundred feet that we get to. Mm-hmm. But I think there's this overall theme um, emerging and and that's the need for healthcare ecosystems and sort of this idea of modularity and interoperability. But, but again, I I can't say that we're seeing a lot of consistency when the actual solution implementations. Okay. Well, what specifically about Humana's work, Jeff, do you find inspiring? Um, I I feel, and I think a a lot of us do that the, the future of healthcare, obviously, It'll need to connect nurses, doctors, patients. It'll need to get connect together, you know, folks like this without necessarily having them in the same location all at once. 
so it's hard to argue that the future is not becoming increasingly digital. And yet, just to what you and Levi spoke to, it needs to be increasingly personal. And so I think it's more technology, but it's more personalized. And this is sort of a challenge. And I think that that will require uh, the need for a, a digital and data backbone, one that uh, allows for seamless integration from the home to the facility, to clinical decision-making, to even AI augmented decision-making, one that you know, can deliver care pathways efficiently and effectively. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, IT systems can, can help or they can hurt us. You know, they can, they can drive up the cost of healthcare or they can really improve outcomes. And I think this is the challenge that Levi and his team have begun to, in my opinion, really elegantly address. They're building this digital and data backbone and it's one that separates data from the applications and it's one that's delivering uh, services uh, to the patients and the providers and, and the applications that need it. In my opinion, this is tremendously forward thinking and I think it'll return value for both Humana and its patient populations in dividends. Fantastic. Levi, do you have any closing words of wisdom that you can share for others that might be on a similar journey with the ODL-based data fabric of their own? Yeah, I, I think what we've learned is, you know, it's, it's definitely a journey that you're going to have your hiccups. It's, and, and I would say persevere through them. I, I think also it really becomes uh, a journey of understanding what your investment as a company needs to be within your core platforms and within something like this ODL. I don't think you're going to completely, and you need to make sure that you continue to invest to modernize uh, because in the end, that can only increase the, the experiences that you can drive. But I think this is an accelerator to start that transformation. And I think it has value long after that from an analytic viewpoint, going back to what Jeff was mentioning around how it's, it's really machine learning and analytics that's, that's going to drive that personalized experience. And so this is really an enabler for that long term. So it seems like the kind of the key takeaways that you guys have been talking about is that fire can really be an accelerator to uh, getting that data out of the legacy system so that you don't have that sort of, uh, you don't have to build versus buy. You can, you know, accelerate the modernization of what you already have. And uh, it sounds like uh, Humana is working on really getting that digital experience going and trying to keep providing that sort of seamless experience so that patients and providers and care teams can all be on the same page regardless of where they are. Would you say that's, you know, kind of a good summary of what we talked about today? Yeah, I think, I think it's spot on. Right. Well, Levi and Jeff, I really want to thank both of you so much for taking the time to join us today. And uh, we appreciate what you've talked about here and have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Marianne.